Welcome, everybody. Sorry that I'm a little bit late today. Um, this is the Untangling Web3 Webs podcast. I'm your host, Expo Hedy, a.k.a. Spirit Bear. Um, just, you know, your average person who's taken that dive into the rabbit hole or through the webs of Web3, however you want to call it, and sharing that information that I find, uh, trying to help other people to learn uh, the basics and more advanced concepts of Web3 and everything that it entails, including crypto, blockchain, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, excuse me, crypto, blockchain, smart contracts, NFTs, um, and the metaverse. So I uh, would encourage you to go ahead and check out my free, free, yeah, that's right, free course on all things Web3 that I just mentioned there <clears throat> uh, at my website that you can see linked at the top there, or if you're listening, uh, it's xbohidi.com slash web3webs. Um, so go ahead and check that out. Lots of information in there for you, all kinds of uh, different details about crypto, NFTs, all the things that I mentioned, and you can even learn how to write your own smart contracts. Um, I really try to provide as much as I can in there and um, give you also extra resources on where you can continue your learning because um, in reality it seems like every day there's something new in this space so you're if you like learning new things this is the definitely um, the space for you because you're going to learn new things every day so go ahead and check that out um, again that is for free and um, i do accept donations on the website but <clears throat> it is free so go ahead and check that out Sorry, I got something in my throat. Let me let me just really quick mute. Hold on. All right, sorry about that. So today I wanted to talk about how I'm going all in on Web three, and um, of course I basically was already, but um, you know, just something switched in me today where you know I was kind of half and half of being mostly a trader and that, you know, like um, trading crypto um, versus actually making NFTs and expanding the web three space with, you know, my, my courses and all the different things that I do um, like that, like including um, writing smart contracts and whatnot. Um, and, you know, I just decided, you know, enough is enough. I'm going through a lot of different things, um, working through some struggles. You know, a lot of people are struggling these days and, So y'all had to pause really quick. Um, where was I? Oh gosh, I don't even know over here. Um, so basically, you know, a lot of people are struggling these days. Um, and, you know, I'm dealing with some of that myself. So trying to work through all of that. And, uh, you know, I'm saying this is the time. You know, I see where the Web3 space is going. I see uh, the potential for, you know, what NFTs and crypto and all these different things, what they really have. Because uh, so many people view it as like strictly a financial mechanism, but it's so much more than that. Yes, there is a financial aspect of it, of course, 
getting to it early means that, um, you know, there's a chance that you're going to have, um, you know, a very positive financial return, but there's something much bigger there. Right. And with the fact that you can create genuine connections with your, through this, uh, um, space and build businesses and projects that create real impacts and create something that actually lasts the test of time, right? Because you're using blockchain technology in most cases <clears throat> to, to build these things. And by doing so, you're creating something permanent, right? It's, it's there. It's on the blockchain for as long as the internet's around. And it's been around for how many years? Almost 50, 60 something years now. And it's going to continue on as long as we have power. So the power, I mean, electricity. So you really got to start to think about that. And welcome to the room, Michael. If you have any questions as I'm talking, feel free to ask. Just talking about how I'm starting to go all in on Web3. I see the potential for this space. Um, I see what's happening as far as uh, crypto, NFTs, blockchain, all these different things, including the metaverse as well. So I'm really going to dive deep, um, starting to do consultation services. I'm doing different projects um, and I'm building as much as I can within the Web3 space um, to, you know, because I feel like this is this is it. This is the <clears throat> excuse me. This is the peak uh, moment when everything is starting to really develop, where if you're getting everything built now, you're set up very well for when. Uh, what we call the bull market returns. Um, so if you're really starting to, you know, dive deep into this space, learn everything that's going on as you should, because either, even if you're not planning on building projects, um, regulation and crypto and all stuff is coming to you, right? Wherever you're at, whether you're in the United States, you're in Africa, you're in the United Kingdom, wherever you're at, they're starting to create regulations around this stuff that will affect you and will affect your dollar or whatever uh, currency you use, because they're creating these digital uh, currencies, right? Some of them are decentralized like Bitcoin and whatnot, where actually the people are owning them versus centralized where governments and institutions are creating them. So you have things like, uh, okay, we see a question here. Hold on really quick. My question is, do you think central banks will um, soft shift to digital currencies? Absolutely, yes. They're actually in the process of that right now. And thank you for your question. Um, but yes, they're actually in the process of that right now. So if, um, let's see. Maybe I can find the link here. Let me see. I'm going to start looking through my messages while I'm explaining here. But um, they did recently release a piece of legislation. Um, that goes through and explains the way that they're going to be shifting to what's called central bank digital currencies or CBDCs. Um, and these are basically a digital currency that represents a dollar or um, whatever currency it may be that the bank can use to transfer and um, maintain. And the downside of this is that now because it's strictly digital, right? Or you know, it's, it's mostly digital. It's going to, they're mostly going to switch it over to, to, uh, completely, but there may be some cash here and there, but 
um, basically this is creates a way for them to be able to program their, you know, your money, right? They're actually able to um, decide, okay, where you're going to go and use this, um, where or how much you can use at a time, or even give you a time limit on using it to when it, where it actually expires if you don't. So these are different things that, you know, many people aren't um, hearing about because they don't have it on the news. And when they do have it on the news, they don't put all that information in there. They keep it very, um, very, you know, short, sweet to the point, and they don't even give you the details that matter. So um, I'm trying to find this link here because I sent it to my uncle a while back. Maybe I sent it to an email. Let me see here. But yes, it's it's definitely going to happen. Um, they're already doing regulations. Even in the EU, the European Union, they just um, made some regulations in my last podcast episode. If you want to listen back, I did talk about that. And I do have the links there to that as well. Um, so if you want to go ahead and check that out, because that regulations, uh, the regulations that were made there basically are going to be an example that other countries and, and nations are going to be using uh, when they start to make their regulations because it's happening very quickly around the world now. Um, so let me see here. I think I might have found the link. Is this one it? Uh, it might not be it. Okay, no, that's not it. Never mind. So uh, I will, if you want me to, I can send you that link. Just go ahead, follow me on Instagram or, um, you know, any other of my social medias, send me a message, uh, to remind me, and then I'll send you that link if you want. But, uh, yeah, so they are doing that. What's your, Oh, there's another question here. Uh, what's your timeline is Larry Fink leading the effort? Um, what is Christine Lagarde's role in all of this? Um, as far as that goes, you know, there's really not too much that any individual politician will be able to have um, per se about this because um, this is mainly dealing with the Federal Reserve and the banks that are, uh, are working with this. Um, the politicians are more of just there to push their narrative, right? <laughs> you know, they, they don't really have much of a say in, in what's going on. They're just doing what the people are paying them. Uh, to do so you know that's that's kind of how that goes um but this is happening actually a lot faster than i even thought it would um i thought it would have taken at least uh maybe two to three years and that was about a year ago and um you know so we're already half you know excuse me double the t uh yeah half the time that um i had thought originally so it may even happen faster. Um, you know, the, the different um, governments and entities across the world have been trying to, you know, persuade, uh, uh, or excuse me, make it seem like um, they have no intention of working with these uh, um, cryptos and all this different stuff, right? But in the meantime, they've been building their regulations and, and um, building up their balance sheets in the, you know, in the background. Um, if you look into the European Union regulations that came out recently, it says that they've been working on this for the past nine months. Um, and <laughs> if you look back at, at different news reportings in within the nine, nine, past nine months, there's a lot of times where they've been uh, bashing crypto and, and Bitcoin and all these things. And 
now look at this they've actually had a whole entire uh set of regulations they were working on so you know the the banks and and the governments uh all the different things across the, you know the world that are in control of of financial uh policy they have no intention of you being able to set yourself up in um in the financial systems that are coming you know they they want you to have to react rather than um, being able to adjust ahead of time. Let's see, I got another question here. The hedge fund funds seem to be using crypto as an unregulated high frequency slush fund for liquidity. And yes, that's actually true. Unfortunately, a lot of um, hedge funds and um, you know uh, people who are traditionally in the um, stock market and other you know uh, markets are coming in here and using their typical. Um, tactics you may want to call it i don't know to uh move the market you know every if you look at a lot of well the the crypto mark uh, excuse me if you look at the people who know what they're talking about in crypto they often mention what are called market makers and market makers are the people who are holding large amounts of liquidity and you know can move the market uh to that is very prominent in the, in this space and that is upsetting it sometimes um but for the most part, the people who own large amounts of like liquidity, they do want to see the benefit of the space and the, and the longevity of it. So um, you know, they believe in the technology and, and what it stands for. Um, so many of them will, you know, hold large amounts, but they actually will uh, hold on to it and not just dump it onto the market. Um, of course, there there are those people from the hedge funds and whatnot that come in and they just, you know, they are always uh you know doing futures and and um you know margin trading instead of you know just holding on spot but it's it's you know it's natural it happens it, it, just with it right um in the, we're in the middle of a bear market right now so can work with that uh citadel is the worst culprit yeah we got blackrock coming in here too doing stuff um you know so there's there's a lot of bad actors um it's just it's just uh how things go i guess you know we, we try to get away from it but um i don't know you know we there is ways you know there is ways because there are other, other um currencies and whatnot that they not aren't really involved in uh don't have anything to do with them um such as you know render token or things like that but um yeah, let's see here. I got another question. Do you think that there will be a run on the banks? If so, how will crypto solve this? And that's something that, you know, um pretty much any uh, market analyst will will probably agree with the fact that that w is a very big possibility. Um I don't like to talk about, you know, how bad things could get, but it it can get pretty bad. Um if you talk to realtors, they're expecting a real, a um, real estate market crash. If you talk to the stock market people, they're expecting a stock market crash. If you talk to the crypto people, they're expecting a crypto crash. You know, just across the board, um, things are going down, right? And and that's to be expected with um, all the different things that are happening, war and whatnot. You know, they say um, war makes money, but that's that's usually after after the war right during the time of war um a lot of things go down it's just how it goes it's very sad it's it's upsetting it's you know it's not right um but that's how things go um so there may be a, a run on the banks and um unfortunately that 
crypto can't do to um you know help against that what it does do is it creates a way for you to be able to move your assets um right so for example in ukraine when you know they weren't able to do anything with uh, the the money that they had there they couldn't you know, same thing bank run right they were able to take donations and and move their assets out of the country through cryptocurrency and um of course if the whole world is just shut down and there's no internet right crazy you know apocalyptic scenario um then you know there's not much you could do but at that point we're going to be worrying about a lot more than just uh what kind of bitcoin and, and stuff you got on your wallet right so um yeah you know just got to be prepared have uh your different uh assets spread across um diversified you know different uh, assets you don't want to just be in crypto and you don't want to just be in stocks you don't want to just own gold or things like that right you want to have um, a varied amount of different assets um, and that includes um, seeds heirloom seeds which i also view as an asset um, because the way that these companies now are starting to regulate seed it's becoming more valuable than gold so um, that's just another thing I want to throw in there. But yeah, let's see. We got another question. I'm liking all these questions. Thank you for sending them in. Any comment on the Binance hack? 600 million. <laughs> uh, the only comment I can say really is just I, I kind of knew that was going to happen at some point. Um, I never liked Binance like to begin with since i started getting into this space um i opened a binance account right off the bat i didn't like that you had to do like a face scan you literally have to scan your face for them to verify like what like you're not even in the u.s dude what are y'all doing right but um i mean the the app that they use you know for the binance us but you know you know what i'm trying to say they're not based in the u.s but basically um, I didn't like that from the, to begin with. And then already when I tried to transfer some money out, um, they were trying to hold my money and said that, uh, wasn't there and just all these different things. So it was just really left a really bad taste in my mouth and I never used Binance again. So, um, I always told people I don't like Binance and it's just interesting to see that happening now. It's very sad and upsetting for the people who got uh, affected by it. You know, I hope that people didn't uh, have money that, they really needed um you know some people do crazy things like putting their mortgage into the uh, the crypto market i hope that wasn't the case for these people because um, you should always only invest money that you're uh, willing to lose right but um it does happen a lot in the crypto space there's hacks um, and you just have to be aware and, and be ready um watch out for you know new chains that um have not too much uh, um time or or you know not too much uh, um experience or use in the market if there's not a lot of people building on a certain chain it's probably not a good idea to um get into that yet you know wait till it's a little bit more saturated um and okay let's see we got another question i'm gonna give you a follow here i like all these questions Lastly, do you think Satoshi Nakamoto was Japanese in origin? Um, that's a possibility, but what I think is the most likely possibility is that uh, Satoshi Nakamoto is actually a group of people. 
I think it's a group of, of uh, you know, people that who basically are, are very good at what they do. And they worked together to create the Bitcoin white paper, uh, which was the pro proposal for Bitcoin. And I actually went ahead and created it. Um, they knew from the beginning what it was going to do and, and why uh, they were doing it. And it's I'm actually very thankful they did because it's it's helped a lot of people. So, yeah. Um, and Satoshi Nakamoto within itself, I think it's an, it actually translates to uh, something. Um, it's supposed to be like a, a moniker, like it's supposed to actually mean something. Oh, I forgot what it means. I could I could look it up. Yeah, so that's my my view of it. I don't I don't think that just one person really was able to do something like this and and build it to scale. Um, that's just my opinion. But yeah, um, I, I'm I'm just I'm ready to dive all into Web three. You know this this whole space is just expanding so quickly now. Um, there's so many th new things happening and just. Um, all these different companies are starting to see it as well and, and governments are making regulations you know so i'm seeing now that mass adoption is right around the corner and i'm going to be setting myself up within the space to be ready for when all that happens um you know so i've got my course I've, you know web3 webs that you can check. i've got um my different nfts i've got my music all these different things that i'm working on within the web3 space and um my clubhouse rooms as well if you want to come and buy if you've got your own projects Feel free to come on by my clubhouse rooms and share. And uh, yeah. And before I start closing out here, I do want to mention one last thing. Tomorrow, actually, I'm having a charity auction for one of my NFTs where 100% of the um, funds that are raised from the auction will be donated to helping relief from Hurricane Fiona in Puerto Rico. I'm going to be donating funds directly to Mi Patria Puerto Rico, which is a nonprofit working in Puerto Rico to uh, help from, uh, you know, rebuilding from all of the disaster. And um, a chance that they actually might be showing up at the event as well. I, I'm talking to them on, on Instagram. So um, let's see, there's one more thing you wanted to say. Any uh, Apparently XRP may be used when the TransCC needs to hurry with that lawsuit. Thank you for your insight. Oh, yeah. So uh, go ahead and check out my other episode in there. Um, I have an important XRP update, episode five, um, where I talk about a new update where um, they actually um, were able to get them to bring out the documents that uh, they supposedly say prove XRP as a security or whatever, you know. But um, we all know that, that those documents don't say much. So now that that's happening, it's pretty much in the bag. We got, you know, swish in the net. You know, uh, this case is closed, in my opinion, my opinion. And uh, from there, I think that, you know, yeah, XRP is definitely going to be uh, something to to watch out for. It's it's one of my biggest holdings now, and it was not a, a week ago. So there's just that, you know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, definitely. I, I had a good time uh, talking with you here. Michael, thank you for joining, asking uh, questions, talking with me here. Feel free to join me in the next show as well. Um, you can go and check out all the things I've got going on my website, expohedi.com. I've got a lot of different stuff. Uh, just have fun. Check out all the different crazy things I'm doing. And, um, and remember to come on by tomorrow if you want to to the charity auction. No pressure to you know buy anything. You can just hang out. 
um, or also to Sunday. You can come out and hang out, share any projects you've got going on. And this was Untangling Web 3 Webs, the podcast where we untangle the crazy freaking web that is Web 3. And I am Expo Heedy, a.k.a. Spirit Bear, your host, doing some music, art, Web 3, farming, a lot of different things. Go ahead and check me out. I mentioned it uh, already. So thank you for listening. Thank you. All the thumbs. I love it. (laughs) All right. Have a great rest of your day. Be well. Peace out.